0: All right, we hit that live button there. Uh, let them start filing in. Chat room already popping here. But, hey, man, I guess it, it wouldn't be a, an HMG show, uh, you know, w- without the little little high mean beat, would it? To get things going here? Might be coming out from the back. Never know. <laughs> I like this version better than the original, I, I like this burger maker. Cause you're gonna need a wheelchair. Then I mean with the overkill. Smash your baby face Solid, with a steel so chair. The swear killed there. Black and blue. When you turn a purple, leak it red when it's spilled there. A hey, built fair, catching heat with the crowd. Just another vicious heal down the cheat and he's proud. Here the screens when not are the loud, reading out his palms. Fuck book of songs. When the dirty sawdies dropping bombs, they police a little that I mean B coming at your hip hop I mean. If you will, but ladies and gentlemen, it is time to go boom and light that fuse. Coming at you again, I mean, Army. It's me. It's me that ordered the B to the V, Richard Bronson, Victory, and I'm I'm not alone on the other side. Hot away. So hey, I I threw out the bat signal all the way down to the what it, the Sunshine State, the Orange State. What what the hell are you guys? But it is the Florida man with the plan, Mister Don Hartnett, buddy. How you doing?
1: It's the swamp down here, brother. It's the it's swamp. swamp. And if you, if you ain't a local, you're definitely getting the case of that swamp ass. That's
0: for sure. <laughs> how, how, all right. So we're, we're settling in the summer here. We're uh, on the back end of June, looking at July. How hot is it down there right now? Oh, it's dude. hot as balls here in Ohio right now. I can't stand this humidity.
1: In the 90s. Uh, let me see what it is. At this moment, it is currently. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Big dramatic reveal. Feels like ninety eight out. Eighty five, but it feels like ninety eight.
0: Well, hey, well, with us with us here at the control here for light diffuse, man, we're going to keep it nice and cool, man. There isn't a cooler nice duo high. in the game right here. Uh So we're going to we're going to beat that heat. Hey, I, I do want to jump into this thing. I, as I told you. Told you, heart before we got on air here, a little bit different setup for me. I'm in one of the other rooms here at the apartments. The maintenance crew got a hold of me just before I was starting to set up. I was getting ready to launch launch the stream, let everybody know where we were going live. And it, this has been pressing. There's a number of things they get done. So hopefully, hopefully we can beat them before they return from their lunch break and start making some noise here uh, at the, the RBV household. Uh, but wait, we'll, we'll do our best there. As I said, I've got some headlines. Pertaining to AEW. I'm gonna pepper those in as we talk about last night's episode of Dynamite. Hey, but I did I did want to get things going. Uh, a big week for for AEW, especially last Saturday. They launched their brand new episode or brand new uh not the first episode of the brand new series, if you will, program mm-hmm. coming at you on Saturday night's collision. Hart, did you get to watch collision?
1: Yeah, I didn't watch it live. <clears throat> I ended up uh having it on my TiVo and I actually just got to watch it. Uh, not last night, but the night before what was that Tuesday night. I don't even know what day it is anymore. It was Tuesday yeah. night. I watched it.
0: So it was, well, uh, uh, well, I, you, what did you think it. overall? Well, the, the presentation, did it give you a different vibe of, uh, from, I mean, that's what a lot of people are saying a different energy, a different style. Uh, mm-hmm. They were feeling it. Cause it, it, it is separate from what we got, what we get from dynamite. So many people were worried it was just going to be a carbon copy.
1: Well, that's what I'd heard initially out of the gate was that it was going to be booked differently. It was going to be a different kind of style and look, more old school wrestling style, uh, a lot less of the, the the afterbirths and things like that. <clears throat> and it looked like it was booked differently than uh, your normal Wednesday or Friday night shows. I haven't been watching a lot of Rampage, but usually when I see it's a lot thrown together, same kind of stuff as a Wednesday night, but uh, it felt like a different show. And uh, I thought it was great. i liked the CM Punk stuff. Uh, you know, I thought all that stuff was great. Um, I think going forward, I did, I could see Saturday being if they. It just sucks because where they put it, it's such a hard spot. Like I couldn't even watch it live. I had to bow it, you know, because UFC was on that night and I wasn't missing that. And like that's where you're well, going like like to. you you had made night. a comment
0: though that it was a it was a kind of a weak card for UFC. Yeah, It was a horrible card, and I still watched it. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's funny you mentioned that because. You know, there was a report coming out that AEW put a lot of thought into when they wanted this thing to debut. They were looking around at what's going on. You know, obviously, you had wrapped up the NHL finals, uh, the Stanley Cup. Not that that is really a competition, but the NBA finals had wrapped up. They were looking at it. It wasn't a blockbuster UFC card there. Really nothing as you would consider for your sports fans, your combat fans, your action fans, athletics. That was major competition. Uh, So they ended up... let me throw some numbers at you here. As you said, man, it's Saturday night. That was always kind of, man, are people going to tune in? Or are they out doing other things? Is there too much competition going on here? And going forward, they're definitely going to have those problems. Uh, but it looks like they pulled in. AW Collision drew 816,000 viewers for its debut in the all-important 18 to 49 demographic, a .33. And overall, they finished third in cable for the day. So is that an average, or is that was that their good peak? number? Do you th- was is that a good draw? Eight hundred thirteen. Was it, their or is it disappointment? Or was, that their, was that their peak? That that was the peak. That that's their highest. Was the eight eight hundred
1: thirteen? So you would have to think it probably started off around there and dropped off from there as it got later. Obviously,
0: you know? yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Obviously, you you know people were tuning in and you, you run punk out there. Uh, but, you know, they're closing with that big match. I mean, that main event, that six-man had some intrigue to it.
1: I thought, yeah, I thought that match was great. Uh, it's just, like, again, when that match is going on, it's 10 o'clock at night, right? So, it's like, if you're doing anything on a Saturday night at 10 o'clock, that's when it's happening. Or you're in bed, you know? <laughs> like, and it's one or the other. So, it's, it's just a hard spot because I would think Wednesdays they draw probably 100,000 more than that, usually to start like 900,000 area to the 1 million area coming off of the Big Bang, and then it tapers off from there. So I guess that's kind of a a success to come out. It's just going to see where that number's at in three years. Here, here we go.
0: Uh, Frank's Pickle Barrel chiming in, helping us out here. He said Ben had made mention that it closed at 690,000. So a significant nice. drop-off from, nice. from the start of the show to the close.
1: Yeah, that's not good because you got to figure that's your first one. So anything that had any kind of good marketability behind it like unless you're starting to pick up some steam every week, which it's going to be hard, especially in the middle of the summer. Yeah. It, it, I think those numbers drop. So you're going to probably end up looking at like probably 7 to 600,000. Like what you ended with there is going to probably be what the, your numbers going to be more like For for your averages going forward, I would think, because this is going to be on the high end of one of their shows, I would would think right out the gate, and it didn't hit a million. So you would think, unless they have something insane, they're not hitting a million on a Saturday night at eight o'clock. Well, what's really
0: disappointing, you know, and, and you regularly hear this, you know, the, the excuse, if it's if it's from fans, it, it seems that this is really, you, you hear more of this from professional wrestling, but you even hear from people on the inside that, that are trying, that are working for these companies, and they're constantly blaming, oh, we're in the era of the cord cutters, or, you know, they're streaming, there's other outlets to watch these shows. You know, to me, I, I'm not one of those that, that buy into that, because there still is... Okay, that all is true. I'm not saying that, you know, but I don't like it that it's an an ultimate excuse of why numbers are down here. To me, it's an even more of a reason to bust your ass and create a product because there is still a premium out there for must-see TV. You don't hear Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA complaining about that you know, they're pulling record numbers right right now.
1: You're also in a period where you got that writer's strike going on. So one of the only things not affected right now is pro wrestling, so so they're not under that, and reality TV is not under the, the writers' guild, so they're able to produce new content as to where these other shows are going to be running reruns, and they'll be beating them with reruns of old shows like Big Bang Theory or whatever it is, you know, Seinfeld or whatever these other shows are running on syndicated TV that they got the rights to, for, you know, for perpetuity, they can run as many as they want, you know, so it's a tough spot. Even you would think, like, the old way of doing business for WCW in that Saturday night time slot for WCW Saturday night would be at six o'clock and it would lead into the Braves games at seven. Right. So you would capture that Braves audience going into the, into the sports, you know, a sports audience going into a sporting event as the word now it's, you know, you got to find it on TNT on a Saturday night. If you're not going out and doing anything or if if you're doing something else, you got to catch it on your DVR and watch it whenever it's convenient to you, you know? So I caught a little bit at the gym, and then I caught the whole thing at the uh, at the house the other night, Tuesday night. But it took me a couple of days to watch it, so that's where it was at for me.
0: Yeah, that, that's interesting. You mentioned because I've heard this conversation a few times. <laughs> what do you have, would you have run it? Yeah, obviously, T.K. He he loves playing in it. The- Dodge, the collision thing looks just like WCW, Nitro, the logo and all that. Would you have gone at the 605 and just hoped that you catch some people maybe just turning the tube on, anticipating, you know, waiting for, for whatever big game's going to happen? It, it lost in the ratings. the Top two, the College World Series uh, in the night game and then UFC. So you hope that people are settling in, you know, oh, let's, we'll, we'll watch a little bit of this before we actually focus on what we came to see. Or would you, or other people have suggested you go like the, the WWE route back in the day and, you know, like for or superstars and do it like at 11 a.m. or noon Eastern.
1: I think that's probably the better spot. Uh, six o'clock would probably be the threshold of like the latest I'd be willing to go because you could still catch people that want to have a nightlife or go somewhere and do something at seven, you know, or eight o'clock. They, you know, seven o'clock, they can get out of there, be where they need to be by eight, you know. <clears throat> so it's a good chance you can catch him for at least the first half of the show, if not the whole thing, and keep it short. Do it an hour, you know. Um, doing two hours at eight o'clock on on a Saturday night is kind of it's a tough pull, dude. You got to be the best thing in town. You're going up against people wanting to go out to dinner, movies, date night, uh, you know, sporting events, any other kind of. Say, you
0: know, we're just getting started. And, you know, just talking about what people have going on in their lives. It's it's a very sociable time of the week to get out and about. But you've also got this was just a clean weekend for them. You're going to start Mm -hmm. running into the the premier game of the week in in college football. You have Mm -hmm. big, big bouts for, for UFC. Hell, even inside of the wrestling bubble, WWE's running their premium live events on Saturday nights now.
1: Yeah, which I don't think that's a good idea either. But, I mean, somebody somewhere is running numbers and they're telling them it's a good idea. I don't see where those numbers could be coming from but I would think somebody somewhere has told them like, yeah, we can succeed in this this will produce, but I just don't see how, like you said, you just gave a few examples of what's gonna run against it. And this was a strong showing for them. So it's only gonna go down, even though it was a really good show, right? So it's like kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, if you're not on really early, I think it's, it hurts, you know, on a Saturday, you know, it's dude, that's a tough time. You have a better shot on a Sunday night. Cause you know, going to catch the audience that doesn't want to go somewhere needs to be at work in the morning right but saturday night dude it's tough tough time slot and like i said you got the writer's strike right now so when they end up coming back you get all these new series and stuff they're they're going to be cranking out like crazy they'll be you know whatever it is saturday night sopranos deadwood whatever you know like whatever the, the hit Show will be then Westworld. Whatever, I don't well, really like. Know well, does. like you said it, though,
0: I mean, once they get back in it, they're going to have all this on the shelf. They're going to be mass producing this content, which mm-hmm. is going to be again. When you have those hit series, they become if you're going to binge them or whatever how they release them. But they're being talked about in society. Those are must see TV. You tune into those things. You know, mm-hmm. it's not sit around for a couple of days when that first one or that next episode airs. You want to be on top of it so you're not behind when you go out and about the next day.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of them are releasing for the binge, but very few and far between. But if you have a really good series, like Game of Thrones was coming out every Saturday night, and everybody was watching it at 10 o'clock on a Saturday, right? Right. Or whatever it was, 8 o'clock on a Saturday, 10 o'clock. And they had an audience for that. They appealed to everybody. This doesn't appeal to everybody, but it was the best best presentation I'd seen of AEW as wrestling so far, right? Like, if that makes sense. So it's like, you. it's a good product. It's just been really, that's a rough spot, man.
0: You know? I I would say, you know, talk about time and and those late nights. I agree with Yo Jimbo here. Uh, He gets tired watching this thing and it's, you almost, there's so many times when I'm watching Dynamite and I'm getting ready for, you know, light the fuse here. I have to wake up and I don't retain anything that I watched for the night before. I have to go back and re-watch the thing to get ready to know what the hell I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, I feel like if I was younger, I would have been telling you I wanted, I wanted more, I wanted more. But now as I'm older, it's just like, dude, just give me an hour. You know, tell me a good story inside of an hour. I don't want to see every match go in 20 minutes. And like even heard Cornette bring up a good point. It was just that, you know, they they only bring up the time limits when they want to introduce a draw and there should be times counted all the time and things like that. And they should be keeping their times down. Like it, All this stuff makes sense, but it's just like... Phew. You know, like, I feel like if you condensed everything, put inside an hour, treated it like a real sport, hard-hitting, big guys, people my size getting absolutely murdered inside of a minute, you know what I mean? Like, things would make more sense and you could build more characters, you can get things more across inside an hour of television than dragging people through two hours making them see everything in the kitchen sink in the first 20 minutes and then being like, you will see more of this 20 minutes every time. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Now, are are they going to be in trouble early? Because they're already going. I mean, they're selling this thing. You know, Again, we're talking about the premium for live must-see television. They're already going to tape on this thing. I I believe this week's already being taped while they're up in Canada.
1: The uh, collisions will be taped this week?
0: Yeah. I Um, I believe they're, they're taping it maybe tomorrow night. But it it is going to be taped. So now, now, you know, we know what we can get. Those people at that 800,000 or whatever you're in that range that are watching are those in the bubble. You know, we can go, okay, I'm going to look results and see if anything looks interesting here. Now I'll check out. No big deal.
1: Oh, if it's not live, you're screwed, you know, because then you're going to, you're going to have all the results. Everything will be out there. People just wait, you know. There's no way you're really going to be in trouble. But uh, if they're doing it live, they at least got the shot to pop a, a number with doing something, you know, big to draw and keeping it live and people make it must-see, you know, television, CM Punk's their draw right now. But if, God forbid, anything happens to him, man, what happens to that show, right? He gets hurt. He goes down for six months to a year. Something happens. That show probably takes a big, big kick in the nuts, right?
0: I, I do like this one here, uh, Todd Ranley with a with a great, great statement here. Uh, if, if we're getting tired yeah. watching. If we're getting tired watching Dynamite a Collision late night wrestling. Wait until this it's coming up this weekend. Forbidden Door will be Sunday night. Uh, are are, you, are for? The you know what we've match? got? We've got Friday. We've got Friday night rampage coming out. So we've got an hour of that. We've got Saturday night collision, two hours of that. And God knows how long this forbidden door event is going to be. Uh, five hours over under. And You're What's the best man here.
1: What's the shortest match? It's going to be like the Olympics. dude. Everybody's going to want a 20-minute floor routine. This, this isn't like – nobody's getting in and out of there in six minutes. Nobody. Those are all going to be 25, 30. Plus, some of them are going over 30. Daniel Bryan and Okada, well, yeah, I, right? or something
0: like that. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's your main an event. An hour, 45 minutes. Right. How many matches? Yeah, on, I, you know, I, I pull, I'm pulling up the card right now. But, you know, I was even thinking about that is, uh, you know, wrapping up. I, again, I had to do it this, this morning. I got up early to rewatch some things and, and take some notes and all that. You got 11 matches on this card. And as you said, where, who is going to be the one to come out here and say, you know what? Yeah, I'll go out there and work that ten-minute match. That ain't. That's not yeah, going to happen. Give me eight.
1: Give me eight. Curtain to curtain. Who's saying that?
0: Yeah. Uh. Hold on. There. There is actually ten matches that we're going to get. There is a, a pre-show match. Uh, Athena versus Billy Starks. Those girls will probably go out there and go under ten. But again, that's on the pre-show. Uh, Omega and Osprey. Danielson and Okada. Sonata and, and Jungle Boy. Omega and Osprey and Danielson and
1: Okada are gonna be an hour each. That's two hours right there. Between entrances and
0: the match. I, I was gonna say about i I'd say 45 on those things. Bro, and, uh, Okada,
1: and they're gonna milk the entrance, they're gonna milk the pageantry. It's gonna be the hour, each of them. The match itself would be 30 to 45 minutes, but each one of them is taking up an hour between their their pre-real the uh the pre write match. Uh, real the freaking entrance whatever Excalibur freaking yelling and screaming Boo-boo-boo! you know <laughs> it's gonna be a good hour for each one of those
0: bro So you. surprisingly surprisingly only three multi-person matches hey, you know we're at 10 matches right now as I said though, we have still got rampage ahead of us we still got collision so you know they're gonna tag on a couple more matches in there
1: who's gonna watch all this
0: I, I don't know. You know what I thought was really funny? I did. I said I was going to pepper in some headlines here. As we're talking about the card here in a match that immediately, you know, uh, an overwhelming majority of people out there were kind of like, you know, what the? What, what is this about? Sonata, the IWGP champion, defending against Jungle Boy. Absolute joke there. Uh, but one of the headlines that I saw is there Sonata has no idea who he is, who Jungle Boy is, unfamiliar with his work. Uh, just hilarious in the sense that. It, that you know, so many people looking at you know Jungle Boy, one of the pillars, if you will, continuingly uh, to be forced into those top spots, and it's just not getting over. I mean, you, you, everything should be there for him, but something's not clicking. He it's just the, the connection isn't there. It seems that he doesn't actually actually get it.
1: Yeah, you don't. I mean, there's a difference between doing the moves and and. Getting it. You know what I mean? Anybody can learn moves. Not everybody can learn character. Not everybody can learn how to connect with an audience. Not everybody can learn how to listen to an audience and understand, you know, where does, you know, it's time to zig, it's time to zag, have a, you know, a toolbox to go into of things to do that have nothing to do with flips. You know what I mean? Things that are just slight like character turns or t- character tweaks or things that you can do that lengthen or shorten the time out there that'll make the most out of your time and make the most out of the product. Not just hitting A to Z in a routine, like it's a choreographed backup dance routine for the new kids on the block, bro. You know what I mean? Like This isn't how it's, it's, it's two different things. And I, <sighs> Maybe it's not for him, but, like, dude, Ben's gone over it before. The money's there on that guy. Nothing to do with the jungle or being Jack Perry. It's being Luke Perry's kid, you know? Like, I know he doesn't want to be Luke Perry's kid, but you're Luke Perry's kid, bro.
0: I use it I get all that, you know, and I've, I've had these conversations, I've been on with Ben and, you know, regularly listen to him across the board when he has laid out all of these plans, these different strategies to really play into what he believes are the strengths. And, and as Ben laying knows out, I wholeheartedly agree with him. But I got to be honest, you know, now, you know, actually seeing him evolve or not evolve, see, you know, where he's been, where he started to where he is now, I just don't think he gets it. I don't think whatever you do. He, he just doesn't have that same appeal, that charisma, that connection that you get from, you know, his dad or you yeah. did from his dad.
1: But if you dialed it up, right, and you put him in a spot and, and see, this is where like, like I know Ben said it before and stuff, but like a Paul Heyman there's somebody like that is very good at trying to find a strong spot, amplify the strong spot, find the weakness, hide it, right? So you find his strong spot. And the strong spot's the dad, and you're paying for these licenses and things like that. Like, how much would it be for him to license the 90210, like, rights to the song or some kind of, like, imagery to, to merchandise? You know what I'm saying? To where, to just when he said it, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's fucking genius. If you get this, the da, 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 you know, the 90210 thing and get the people clapping to that, bro, and they do it every time when he comes, like, there's so much money in that. And then the old school, like, what's from the 90s is coming back. So if you do, like, an old school merch thing of, like, 90210, they do it right, it'll sell. You know what I mean? If you bring back these people who are, you know, these actors are out there that are still related to. Well, wasn't, wasn't Dylan's, in, he
0: he was like a, like a 90s Fonz, didn't he have, like, the pleather jacket, and then he rode the motorcycle and all that? Bro,
1: yeah, he was the Fonz in the 90s. He had every teenage girl from... Like my age group, just absolutely—he was on every wall, you know what I mean. Everybody was into him. You had the other one from that show, the other one from Dawson's Creek. You can bring in him, kind of do something with like, you know, a thing back and forth. There's so many things you can do with like all these other people that have absolutely nothing to do with taking bumps, and you could get this guy over, right? you're playing a stupid gimmick with orange cassidy that's a comedy. I,
0: I think i think it's the reverse you can put all of these great ideas in front of him give him every opportunity to succeed and he is going to drop the ball he is gonna fumble it
1: Man, at, like at this I, point
0: what at this point what i'm ju- seeing from him
1: i gotta see him drop the play on like on a bad like on a good play. Like, I, I'm seeing him drop the ball on plays that are like, okay, that wasn't going to fucking score anyway. Like, there was never money in Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, man. You know what I mean? Like, that's not that's not a brand, you know? Like, the way they're kind of trying to do it with the old Bam Bam and Dino kind of thing. Like, I get it, the Flintstones stuff. But, like, dude, you, you're you Luke Perry's you, you, kid, dude. You,
0: you, you just had him out there with one of... You know the uh, a talent that one of the best of his generation in Christian, and he still didn't evolve. He still couldn't go forward,
1: bro. That guy is the greatest too, right? Like, if, uh, like if you can't do it with him, who are you going to do it with? <laughs> but, right, and, and look what happened. He,
0: nothing. <laughs> he well, he is well, no better off coming out once of again, that. Again,
1: that's not what he's that. He, once again, that's not a play. Like, let me put it in like football terms. It's like we were we're goal line, right? And uh, I'm bringing in instead of bringing in my heavy hitting running back that I can plow through right into the you know right into the heart of the defense and get that extra yard to to get this touchdown. I'm bringing in the freaking punter and saying here, run that ball. It's only a yard. Score the touchdown. Like that's not the play that the punter's there to to run. You know what I mean? And like he's going to get eaten up every single time. He's not going to get in there. It's you're putting him in a, in a position to fail, right? Like you, you have people that you could put into these positions to succeed and you're not putting them there. Like a Hobbs needed to be with Christian, you know, somebody like that. Well, you uh, got a, Br-
0: what about here? Brantley mentioning uh, turn jungle boy hill. And that actually is a headline out there. A news item on the sheets right now. Talks about turning him heel, give him uh, an entourage, a of, of valet, his, uh, uh, I believe he's dating Anna Jay. Give him, uh, you know, some nice eye candy out there, potentially getting a mouthpiece like that. I don't even know if that works. You know, that's just maybe because of, you know, it's just kind of a recreation of uh, of what you had with Sammy and you uh, know, thank God she's Stop gone. thinking
1: dead. in the terms of like 20-minute matches. You got to think some terms of like where this guy can fit in on a show to to pop the audience, pop and and not drop the ball, right? Like, let's put him into positions where he doesn't have to wrestle for 20 minutes, right? Like, put him into positions where he doesn't have to bump and his thing is the freaking two minute or a minute freaking skit, vignette, 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 and then something that can play out in front of the audience, right? But it's gotta be something that's constant and send him into this world that you make real and then no matter how many takes it takes to get this guy to do it right, you could get him to do it right, you know? And then the payoff, you do and you pay it off, but it doesn't have to be 20 minutes. You know what I mean? And you tell a story of him and a girl, somebody else's girl, somebody else's guy, love triangle, bang, bang, boom, reference to 90210, give him the member berries on something with one of the chicks or guys from the show or that like 90s era that was like a teen bop, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas fucking gimmick. You know what I mean? Like on these covers of these magazines and use it to where it makes sense bro because putting him in 20 minute matches having him go 50-50 with guys that are 5 times his size where he can't sell like Ricky Morton and it's not going to make sense and nobody nobody cares like, it's, you're just putting him in positions to fail no matter how many moves he can do it's great it just doesn't mean anything there's no meaning to
0: it. I I am to the point with him and I I know everything you guys lay out. I, I love the the ideas, the strategies. I just I just don't think he gets it. I don't think he's going to get over no matter what the situation. But you, you well, do mention up there, man, with people with those that are
1: absolutely rotten, you know. With those
0: broken. with those teen dramas, uh I do want to see a, a teen drama PSA uh program with him, you know, where he finds Tony all coked out, he's got a save him brother, you know, one of those where one of the kids that are addicted to drugs or uh, Super- or if any, if you guys remember "Saved by right? the Bell," when Jesse was taking the the speed. the speed, yeah.
1: I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> Zach shaking
1: her. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, and like, these are the people that like you're not drawing kids, dude. Especially like eight o'clock on a or whatever it is at 8, eight to ten on a Wednesday night. You're not drawing little kids. You're drawing people that are that age. That that's what they grew up with and like if you draw back into that like you can't even like if you or i would try to take something and like align ourselves with something like a luke perry or something with the 90s vibe like that it would be so hard but this guy's got it like gifted and his whole thing is like well i'm not going to do it i don't want to be known as my dad's kid like brother if that's what you are lean into it when life gives you something like that you got to lean into it the more you lean into reality the better it'll be for the long run with everything because th- the money is not in watching Jungle Boy go 20 minutes, 50-50.
0: G- gender weighing in, Jungle Boy needs to be accompanied by a holographic Luke Perry.
1: Bro, do you think that's out of control? Like I, I, know, I was going to say prepared. it's not
0: out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> like at this point? <laughs> that could happen. Or even with CGI, you can
1: have something with like something – where they pull something with his dad from one of his old clips or something, and he can have like a back and forth or something. You know what I mean? Like, dude, they can do so much
0: stuff, dude.
1: They can do so
0: much. It's there. It's there, right? And you have yeah, all these other people I, still I see alive. Tori yeah. Spelling, you Luke, know. who comes like from beyond the grave and tells him, "Son, you suck." Yeah. You find a new job. Yeah.
1: And then rides off on his fucking motorcycle. Yeah. Bam! I'm going to get milk. I ain't
0: coming back. Yeah. Pull the old Nelson, Nelson's dad on him. Yeah, dude.
1: Uh, anything, anything, but, but what you're doing with them? Because what you're doing, just it's not gonna. Nobody, if you go into Walmart right now and like anybody know what Jungle Boy is? No, no, no. Nah. Better shot them knowing what 90210 is, right? Yeah. If you went into the mall or Walmart right now. What what do you have a better shot at popping people with nine hundred two one zero? Yeah,
0: we're talking about you know, we're talking about the draw, the appeals of these AEW shows, um, really wrestling in general, but specifically with AEW. I was thinking about this last week. Are you a fan of them announcing the entire cards for these for these shows, or is it a bit of a turnoff to you? you know, for me, I look what? at it like okay, I already I check out because I half of these I don't like. You know, I, I liked it back in the day, right? I know I'm going to get a, you know. I'll just use the attitude arrow. You know, I know I'm getting there. They'll announce like the Austin thing and maybe another match, but the rest of the show was you got to tune in to see how things are going to develop and play out with AEW. And I, I got to believe this is the, the role play wrestling booker in Tony Khan, you know, that he is so regularly talked about. You know, back when he played a game because people had to submit, you know, their, their written interviews and all that for the characters. So they would announce it. I, I believe that's where he gets this from. It doesn't work for me in, in a TV sense. It doesn't intrigue me. And more often than not, I'm, I'm turned off by half the card. So uh, I'm not even interested going in. Yeah,
1: I'm with you because every morning I turned on that Saturday morning. For superstars and stuff, even the stuff that was pre-recorded, I didn't know what was coming, right? Nobody knew it right. was coming. Even if you went and looked in the TV guide, it didn't give you a, a full breakdown of what the card was. And so. they,
0: were just, they were just wrestling enhancement town, but you didn't know who was going to be in a special interview segment or something like that or the big announcements that were coming. Right, and kind
1: of – not to be a dick, but who's drawing out of those names anyway? You know what I mean? You're kind of better off just getting over the AEW brand at that point. Unless it's a big match, like just brand the show, give them their matches, and yeah, give that
0: little suspense in between, like what's coming next. But I'm okay with giving me, um, you know, one big match, maybe not the main event. Maybe that, you know, and that's another thing that they fail. You you don't see across the board in wrestling anymore because you remember the setup. You knew you had to be in there before Raw went on the air or the war zone back when, you know, how it would go. But you had to be there because they were going to set up something and that first segment that would set up the main event typically, and then they would weave different stories with it throughout the show. Now it's all, you know, Saturday Night Saturday night Live-esque. Okay, this gets over. Now we're just completely moving on to the next thing here.
1: Yeah, nothing has any continuity to do with last week, and it's all over the place, and we're bringing these people from
0: Japan that – well, you obviously
1: everybody knows who this
0: is. Nobody knows. Yeah, it, it, it's another thing, are. you know, it's, it, it, it's why they're not growing the audience in this bubble. And, you know, if I don't know who, you know, Tokyo Joe is, they act like that's a me problem. No, it's yeah, a, you're your problem. problem because you get, you're not informing me and enlightening, me, you know, and, and why should I should be excited about this thing. And you see it everywhere else. You know, if, if a NFL team is down to their third quarterback and that team is on like on a prime game, you know what they're doing in that pre-show? They're giving you every emotional story about this kid's journey to get you invested. to want to stick around and watch that game.
1: And dude, they'll find highlights from whether it's college or wherever they're from previous teams, whatever team. Oh yeah, this is whoever, you know, they're, they got, they're making their debut tonight for a, you know, yeah, like, barely made
0: the barely made the practice squad. He was bagging groceries and, and now, you know, he stuck with it and he got an opportunity to hold the clipboard. And now it's his time. And, and that resonates in people because they've all been there. They've dreamed, you know, that they could step it, you know, and they, that try threshold to, and,
1: they try to shuffle like little tiny, like tidbits of that in between, like, like them calling the match of like these guys going from like one spot to the next, to the next, to the next, where you don't have time to, tell anything but what's going on in the ring. And they want you to digest the story while you're also trying to watch this and figure out who this is. You have no idea what you're even watching, you know? And then they hit some move and the guy, Excalibur is going to yell it out. And what, is, what did he just say?
0: Yeah. It, uh, it's, yeah. It, it, that's, you know, that's, a, you know, when I'm calling wrestling and I go round around with, you know, some of the guys that I work with about this and, and just different, there's different styles. I understand that. But, you know, I, I don't call a lot of moves. I, obviously, I'll call big spots, make sure, you know, if it's a signature, uh, the finish, something like that, or the moment. But I'm, I'm constantly trying to, especially in, in indie wrestling, if you're watching an indie show, you know the names of the damn moves. But you might not know the guys you're watching. So it's important to tell you their backstories, what they're about, things of that nature. Or I, I find different ways to, to pepper in their brand. Uh, you know, if I'm calling a Hamine thing, I can still, even though he's the heel, I should not be supporting him because I'm usually a straight guy uh, on the call. But you know, just Ben Hameen, can you believe, you believe that he has the audacity to think that people are going to go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Ben even buy you know, so you pepper things in like that.
1: Yeah. But dude, you would think even with all this forbidden store stuff, like you got access to New Japan, obviously. Like, you know, throw like a, couple of minute sizzle uh package together you know with these guys b- before you well, have to send them out there it, and it, that's, everybody has to pretend like they know who they are already like
0: it, and that would be see that's a, instead of going out there on television every week and giving us you know going 15 20 minutes inside of these matches cut that back and throughout the show you have got somebody that that has that great connection between western wrestling and the east in uh, Kevin Kelly, who they, is on the collision, mm-hmm. um, have him come in and introduce and tell those stories. You know, we were talking about Sonata before. You know, as you said, he's on there cutting the promo. He can't speak any damn English, and you're there trying word. to read the Yeah, yeah, right. So it's like, and, and you're trying to let him get himself. Or he looks like a million bucks. Yeah, I mean, he screams superstar, but let someone else communicate that to us. So real quickly, let us know who he is. And again, you know, it's, oh, if we don't know who they are, that's a that's on us and it shouldn't be the case.
1: Yeah. And then it's, once again, it's coming back to, you know, like, here we are with, with this guy, you're putting him in a position to fail, right? Like, why aren't you putting them in positions to succeed? Especially if you want to get it over to a point where it's like, okay, this is somebody we care about, or this is somebody we want to draw smart, like, Putting this guy out there to talk, You can't speak English, bro. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> that makes sense, but
0: whatever. Uh, absolutely. Well, let's dive into this week's show again. We had, uh, I'm looking at the graphic, uh, all the uh, announced matches and some of the appearances that, that we've had here. Uh, this week's dynamite. dynamite. Uh, let me make sure this is the. the... The right. Oh yeah. Okay. So they they weren't in Canada yet, right? No, they're it in Chicago. This, this was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, you, you got that hot Chicago crowd here. They're heading into Canada beginning next week. I, I think it is. Yeah. Canada uh, we
1: collision for sure for like yeah. four weeks in a row. So. Okay.
0: So that, that goes back to tape. But here, us we're we're still in Chicago. We're talking dynamite. We're getting things going with a match that was set up last week. The Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff versus the Guns, the Family Feud. This match inside of itself. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? First of all, about this run, uh, the recent run and return of the Hardys? Very, very flat,
1: super flat. But uh, for what it is, I mean, I was just glad it looked like Jeff wasn't like in a bad state on on uh, last night's show. So. I was happy for that and for what the match was like I liked it you know it was a good little match Uh, I wish it could just be a match you know and it didn't have to lead to everything but I understand where the business was going and what everything was to get the CM Punk thing out there to pop it and set up that okay that makes sense right it's just dude it's every match dude every match you can't have just a match you know it's gotta be somebody's coming down and interfering and then there's an afterbirth and ring the bell and oh my god here comes six more people you know but like at but least yeah, this yeah. one there's a reason right this Just one this one seems right. like
0: one of those matches we we're talking about that that is one of those teasers you do give us there's enough intrigue here uh, mm-hmm. You know, one of the greatest of all times, the, the Hardy brothers and what's, you know, the young guns that a lot of people see tremendous potential in going forward here. This is one of those where you just let this be a match that stands on its own. The Guns don't need to get a win here. Let the Hardys have a moment. What was really heartbreaking is, as you said, you know, they got to set up all this business with Bullet Club and, and, and set up a match going forward. You got the Punk surprise here. But the Hardys, they were a serious afterthought in this. They disappeared.
1: Yeah, 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 and I mean, it should be a big deal, right? They're like they should be getting good wins. They should be beating teams, but then they should also be making teams, right? So that's what they should be used for. Uh, I don't have a real problem with them.
0: Well, you got to get them. Over, you got to get but, them hot. You got to get them hot again. But exactly before, get them hot before, before for, they for, make, for, before, before they go out there and start yes. making these teams.
1: I'm with you on that. Like, I don't have a problem with them putting the guns over whatsoever, but it's just make it mean something, you know, don't make it seem like they're washed, you know, run them out there, have them beat up a few guys, get a few over, get a few W's, start well, telling the story that they look better than ever. Right. Cause then it's like, when you beat them, it means something and just beat them. And it's like, Oh my God. About, you know,
0: yeah. Just talk about being thoughts here. Like, uh, like retro rockets mentioning here. In AEW, we had a already compound match, but it was on Rampage.
1: Yeah, it was Friday night, right? And their worst slot, and probably only half a million people saw it, right? Like, right. <laughs> once again, putting people no. in positions to fail. Like, you got a commodity like that. You're not using your best time slot and your best show to use the Hardys. Like, you're using it for action and Dreddy.
0: I don't know. Whatever. It's. <laughs> I. I, I don't know. It, so, so how'd you feel? You know, we, we get the, the punk sighting here. Obviously they wanted the surprise. He even makes mention of it. I'm not even supposed to be on this show because of all the talks about roster splits and all that. Was it a good use? Again, we're talking about yeah. uh, struggling numbers. Is that someone they should have announced or at least some kind of teasers out there? Or is this uh, a good use I- of a surprise?
1: I think it really was last minute, which kind of gives it that cool feel, but I just think they blew it going with him right out the gate, even though that's when your audience is going to be the strongest, I guess, and you're going to draw your biggest number with that show. I feel like the, the live crowd would have gotten even hotter if they were just CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk all night long, and then they got it, you know, as opposed to like, they they they, they were chanting that, right away right so well, it's like it,
0: so instead of you want to hold this audience so instead of ruining what, what could have been a perfectly fine little opener to get people excited between the Hardys and the guns here you cut to a backstage segment old wwe trick car pulls up ftr gets out they kind of say something to someone in the car alluding that someone's still there ftr says hey well you know we'll, we'll be back to get you in a little bit you know so then they close. Better. I you mean, know, it, it did that. Then you got I that was, tease. Then you got that tease. Who's in the car? There is you know, is it punk? Is he is it is he gonna come out? What's he gonna do?
1: Not even. So here's how you play that is so you do that with if you get them beat up and you're in Chicago, dude. You got the power of video and somebody and FaceTime and I'm right on your phone. They FaceTime Punk. He's walking Larry, right? Like, <laughs> oh I'm just walking Larry and whatever, Wicker Park. I be there in 20 minutes. You know what I mean? And he shows up with the dog in 20 minutes, right? (laughs) Like he doesn't even go home. He shows up in his street clothes with the dog and he hands the dog over to Ace and then they go and fuck shit up, right? Like that would be like, you'd be hooked, right? And you'd be like, oh my God, Punk's coming. He's going to be there in 20 minutes and you'd get the,
0: yeah. Yeah, set the time. Let people know to get on, you know, get on the internet, call people if they're not watching. Let them know when you're going to do it. A uh, quick shout out here in the chat to uh, our boys, the Outrunners. Uh, Shiloh, who is Truth Magnum, regularly stops in on the chats. Uh, we know he, that he watches, uh, watches along with all of our shows here. They, they've also, the Outrunners all over the place, one of the best tag teams in the world today. They, they've done some spots there with AEW. Very surprised that they haven't been signed. I know AEW, uh, top to bottom, are very high on the Outrunners, so keep your eyes open for them. Awesome gimmicks, throwback, incredible, incredible athletes uh, that just get the business. Uh, again, real good friends with, with Ted McNaylor, uh the doctor, Man Beast, and Ben, all uh, at OVW guys. So uh, good shout out there, good notice there to them. We go this this one. Oh my god, man! It, not because it was so corny, but I feel like they just missed so much in the presentation and, and marketing inside of this. The concession stand brawl, the Last Outlaw, Jeff Jarrett taking on Mark Briscoe. I had a feeling. I had a feeling, you know, it's going to be cheesy. It's concession stand brawl, but damn, they they played to the lowest the lowest common denominator on this thing.
1: At least I know who everybody is in that match, right? Like Ooh. these other ones were such random mishmash of like, oh, Will Osprey, and no oh, this guy, like just people. <laughs>
0: who are these people? I, I like, I like people? that if you are gonna say anything about it, at least we know who the hell the players are in this one.
1: Every single person, I knew who they were, right? Like, so it's like, I, you know, who Jeff is, you know, Mark, right? You know, it, and you get they're the best workers you got around there, like Jay like yeah, jay lethal should be world champion i don't know sonjay even like to me like sonjay is way more over than more than half that roster right so like but he wrestled in tna when people actually watched it so i don't
0: know what, yeah. what got me here you know now they're realizing i was watching here. i was watching this thing and i kept thinking they were in Canada already but now even more so in Chicago, it is known for across the board so many unique meats. Why, why didn't we hit, we hit that one cheesy ass hot dog stand? It wasn't even a real hot dog stand. You could tell it was just set up for this thing. Uh, why don't we play more to like one of the famous brands in the area for a Chicago style dog, a deep dish pizza. Work your way around to actual different concession stands showing what they've got. Uh, working in some different things like that. Going back, and it, it popped me a couple of weeks ago when they were doing, when Briscoe announced that he was going to be the guest referee for their tag match, and he said, hey, everybody have a drink. And he handed a cup to Jarrett, and Jarrett threw it down on the ground because, you know, he's a recovering <laughs> Pour some beer on Jarrett's head, something like that, you know, to get to get that pop. Well, I just a complete waste all, or, all the way around here to have go. I, and I'm okay with having fun in wrestling, but they just... They they dropped the ball on this one.
1: I was all right with it because, like I said once again, when you got all this other stuff going on, at least I knew who who was who. You know what I mean? It, they were doing Memphis, whatever. I'm with it. <laughs> Papa Briscoe's there. I'm in. Yeah, that's all I need.
0: Yeah. So uh, and again in this, um, Mark rolls up uh, Jarrett with the schoolboy gets the pin, a- and then again though you, you got uh, you got a massive run in here. You know, you got yeah. the beat down and we've got the best friends. Christopher Daniels is in there. Uh, here come the Lucha Brothers. It's okay. It's just, Every, everybody, you know, we, we couldn't get anything for you to do on this show. So we got to have a run in.
1: Once again, right? Like I said, at least the first one, it made sense because it was setting up the business that's actually going to make money like this. I was just like, mm, yeah, that's yeah. Mm. what it is.
0: Karen is the best in the segment. I'm agree with that. You, I can I can look at Karen uh, a, a lot more on, on my television. There,
1: nobody had any idea who was under that mask with the freaking hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: we go no backstage. Fear. We go backstage. We have got the uh, Blackpool Combat Club with uh, Don Callis and Toshida. and they are setting it up. They they set out the challenge. They they want a. What was this a, a five on five that they're going to set up for forbidden door obviously brian's not going to be including this because he's got okada so they set the challenge uh to the elite and the elite are going to have to you know form get some partners of their own we'll go ahead and talk about that too the elite respond obviously kenny cannot so they're going to recruit some individuals surprise surprise one of those individuals is eddie, eddie kingston, kingston? Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't like or respect them, but he hates Claudio so much that he doesn't care. Even if he doesn't even care, if he's got to go in there uh, and, and betray and throw down with one of his best friends in John Moxley. Uh, another drop here. He you know he just says I'm going to pick the fifth partner. Okay, great. But they didn't tell us that he was going to announce it later on the show. <laughs> they they told us segments later in passing. You know that it, it's coming up, but why didn't you tell me then to, to stay tuned? Because he's going to go out there and make an announcement, or maybe they knew that the that, that the announcement was just going to be so lackluster, which it ended up being.
1: Yeah, it was going to be a fart in church.
0: Yeah, you got uh, the pit bull issue there, and then it was just like, man, that was a letdown. You know, you're expecting something. Who who were you expecting,
1: dude? Once again, it's like you're using these spots. <laughs> you're assuming that everybody in your audience is watching this other show and knows who these people are. We have 20 hours of wrestling in us a week. Like, dude, come on, like tighten it up, tighten it up. Get these people over if you're going to put them on your TV. Don't waste time on people that aren't familiar with your audience. And that's your fault if you're not familiarizing them and then using the spot, you got to do it chronologically. Otherwise it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You trying to draw people in from Japan to watch the show? Because it's like freaking <laughs> four o'clock in the morning.
0: You're well, right? I, I I was ready to pop, man. I, I thought he was going to go with someone from his past that, that that we hadn't seen. I was I was hoping uh, for supermex Hernandez or or maybe um, Homicide. I thought that would you know. And then it's just like homicide. shit. We see these regularly. He, every time you need somebody from Japan, you roll him out here and he gets his ass kicked. I mean, why why is why are, should we be excited for this? Well, yeah,
1: they don't make any of these guys. They don't get them over, bro. So it's like, I don't know.
0: I like this. Eddie went out and found Japanese Eddie. <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty much. Pretty much. If if you have too, one too many beers by the time that match starts, you might not know who's who.
0: <laughs> there, there we go. Uh, I, I like that. It's like when uh, Hank went to Japan and discovered his brother. <laughs> in King of the Hill. Uh, yeah. well, next, next up, we got a trios tag match the Ocho, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and uh, Minoru Suzuki. A uh, 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 strange pairing there with Suzuki with those with the uh the Jericho appreciation guys there. Uh, Nikhil, yeah, of course, same. they're taking on Action, Andretti, Darius Martin, and AR Fox. Uh, surprise, surprise here, who's going over in this one? Uh, but. Jericho and his boys pick up pick up the big one. What would you think about the interaction, the look of Suzuki with with Sammy and, and Jericho? Stiff.
1: That motherfucker's stiff, dude. So
0: it's <laughs> about think it
1: hurts to wrestle that guy.
0: Uh
1: it's uh whatever. I guess they're gonna eventually build the Sammy and Jer- and Jericho, right? Because that would what- they're doing here but i feel like it's once again it's chronologically like missed a step like we missed the step where they took sammy and put him in that other spot and put him with mjf and ignored him i don't know i feel like this should happen prior to him breaking off and going for a singles run but i guess that's what's going to come right
0: and we didn't, get a, we didn't get a whole lot there inside of match. jericho picks up the win for his team with the lion team i thought that they were probably i thought maybe that sammy was different. like like would have stole this one Uh, to try to get that light a little bit. Uh, We do have, after the match, Renee is in the ring. She's trying to get an interview. She is quickly, quickly cut off as Jericho steals the mic from her uh, and begins to call out Sting. So, again, you know, we we can't just have a match in without somebody else, you know, popping out of uh, the back, sticking their nose into this. Of course, with Jericho running his mouth there, that's going to prompt Sting to hit the ring here. He's with Darby Allen, and they, they set up a match that we are going to get at Forbidden Door, a, a six-man tag match. Uh, we don't know who is going to be coming with, with Darby and Sting, but we're going to find out Saturday at Collision. <laughs> sure. are. It's, uh, you yeah.
1: know,
0: whatever. <laughs> is it is it Muda? Is he coming back for one more? Probably not. With, with all the tie ins with Sting to come that's back for what? I mean, who else could it be? I mean, we're running out of people on both of these rosters. Bro, well, we it's gonna be some started.
1: Japanese dude we don't care
0: about, bro. Like, that's what it's gonna be. It's the forbidden door. I don't know.
1: Maybe Muda. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. I hope Sting doesn't get hurt. Just don't hurt Sting.
0: Well, I mean, you got he's protected there in, inside. Of, well, you see, that's it. That's another point there, though. If you go Muda. Then Darby's really going to have to pick up the workload for his team there. I mean, he's going to be the only one that'll be able to go in there and take a real bump.
1: Yeah, it's got to be him taking all the heat, quick shine up, real quick, him taking all the heat, and then hot tag. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, go home. But don't bump Sting. Please don't bump Sting.
0: Or, 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 or you, can you know, get over this wrestling
1: Sting stuff now. Like, it's fucking 23. Hey, still he's getting people hurt still tuning.
0: They to get excited for him, but you're right, I mean They got to watch uh, the bumps that he's like. He still looks magnificent. He he even looks standing there deep next deep. to the Jericho, he looked damn impressive. Yeah, like, but
1: brother, he's like 63 or some shit like that. Like, bro, I hurt myself getting out of the car this morning, going to work out. Like, you're going to put him in, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's twice my age.
0: Uh, I you know, I, I, I'm thinking about this because, you know, Darby was coming out there and he's been trying to butter up Sammy. You know, it was just, you know, last week, right, we're, you know, listen to this crowd, man. They're, just starting to, they're starting to love you again. It's like, well, it's it's obvious, Darby, that you're full of shit because we can hear that half the crowd is booing the shit out of him or, you know, over, over half. Uh, probably a 60-40 split. But what if? What if Sammy is the third man? He switches on his team. That's the turn on Jericho.
1: That could be good. That'd be good, right? And puts Jericho in in a position where even him, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, we're gonna have to stop bumping Jericho in there too. <laughs> These guys. Uh... What but we get? At, a... what point, at, at what point does this match take place on that card? Is this gotta be in the middle of the card of that Forbidden Door, right?
0: Nobody's oh God! Care. Yeah.
1: Nobody's going to care. Yeah.
0: And, 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 well, again, you know, that's going to be the style in a lot of this stuff. You know, where do you place it where it can leave a a, a lasting impression? Because it's going to be a whole lot of, you know, stops, you know, boom, 100 miles per hour, restart everything on this car, just one after another. It, it does seem if you're going to do the turn anywhere, it needs to have a platform where uh, a, its own spotlight can shine out where we can we can digest what had happened there. Register it in and get in the motion.
1: You have to do it the first match then because everything after that is just going to be like you're going to be watching 100 moves a match and it's going to be who can hit harder and jump higher for four hours.
0: What we've got backstage, uh, Tony Schiavone is with RJ City, uh, that nerd, and they are talking about a, a new gimmick coming to AEW, the Blind Eliminator Tournament. Uh, so essentially, right, this is pretty much like Lethal Lottery, correct?
1: Yeah, some sort of. You take some line. of those
0: weird pairings, of those odd groups, you know, and if they can get through, the, you know, the tournament, they win, whatever. And I was always a fan of the Lethal Lottery. I like It I thought, thought it was a unique, different gimmick there. And a cool, Well, you know, back then, though, you know, it would be it's all, it's one, one event. And if your team, uh, it was a blind draw random people getting paired up so if your team won then you would go on to um what was the name of the battle battle brawl was that the battle royal uh yeah it Was the uh, battle bowl or whatever the hell it was battle ball yeah 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 that was cool uh but you know again another recycled concept here uh that, that we get but again a blind eliminator tournament will be coming at you brackets are going to be announced next week on dynamite, so uh, I'm sure when Ben gets back, we'll be talking to him about those. Uh, we we already kind of touched base on this one. We get the elite backstage again. You got Omega, Page, the Bucks. Omega not available for this one. Kingston comes in, tells us that he is that he is going to uh, he's going to pick the fifth opponent there for the team up with those guys going in the Forbidden Door. We got Adam Cole out in the ring, baby. Cole, you know, going on his rant. He didn't win last week, but neither did MJF. Cole is still hungry, determined to get that shot at the AEW Heavyweight Championship. And he's got the call out here. Here comes MJF. Uh, This one seemed like, usually enjoy these two on the mic. This one, a little long, it seemed. Uh, But again, you know, the point of it is, is Cole uh, coaxing MJF into finally accepting uh, the match from the ace. Uh, yeah. to, to put the belt on the line at Forbidden Door, I liked a few things in there with with MJF. Like, what what you, what is this? Am I supposed to I'm I, I'm supposed to wrestle every week now? You know, and, and they've even got him advertised. First time ever, he's going to be on Rampage this week. That they're hoping to to spike the number there. One of the things I didn't get about this thing though, if you're the guy chasing that championship, and, and it, it's it's gotten to a level where it's a little more personal. If you're Cole, isn't what you want is to take that belt off MJF, not somebody else getting an opportunity for it to potentially upset him and win it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know. You're right. I can't tell you're wrong. (laughs) It's the story you're trying to tell. Now you're injecting another story into the middle of it, but I get at the point where, like we were talking about before, if you're going to put one of these guys out there, that doesn't speak English. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? And like, are they going to realistically take the belt off them?
0: No. Right. It, yeah. I mean, it's another match that we, we've got on this thing for, you know, in their eyes for the sake of dream booking on an overloaded car. I mean, you could, you could cut a lot of these matches have just as quality of, of, of a show and get people more excited for it because again this is going to be one of those cases all eyes all attention is on whatever the program is going with Cole and MJF not just inserting you know Tanahashi from Japan into this thing
1: yeah I would would make make it a point to make sure MJF wasn't on the card and he gets the heat from the marks from not wanting to wrestle any of these guys that'd be better than sticking them on there the only match that's going to Dude, I don't even know. Are you, you going to really want to watch Daniel Bryan and Okada if you just watch five hours of wrestling?
0: Yeah, and that's going to be a disservice. I mean, that's a match that, you know people should be excited for. If you were, if you had six matches on this card, main event with that, you'd still have some energy left in this audience by the time you get there.
1: Right, but dude, your butt cheeks are going to be numb in those uncomfortable seats. You know, somebody's going to have to poop. Somebody's going to have one too many drinks. You know, like.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, cut, cut the thing in half. And you could have had some of these matches. If you're trying to hype this paper, you put some of these matches on your program each week yeah. instead of giving us Spread the same stuff. Spread it out.
1: Spread it out, dude.
0: That we're getting. You not have to do so, night only with two
1: tw- – you said 12 matches?
0: Uh, we're going to get, like t- – well, there's a pre-show match, so we're going to get – got 10 listed officially for the main show right now unless they move one. But we still got Rampage and Collision, so they could throw something else in there.
1: If anybody watches all
0: that, God bless you. God bless you. I won't be. Uh, We've also got here, we we go for more tag action. Uh, We got here, AEW international champion Orange Cassidy and the Ring of Honor pure champion uh, Shibata versus Daniel Garcia and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, You know, when when you say Shibata, uh, you know, I start thinking of those good old, you know, those sandwiches from Wendy's, man, that Black Forest ham on ciabatta. You thinking of yeah thinking think about Yeah, so we got That's this right. match here. And again, this is setting up one of the matches that we're going to get at a Forbidden Door. And it's going to be all four of these gentlemen going for Orange Cassidy's uh, International Championship. So we got that little tug of war there at the end where, where we're seeing everybody trying to stake claim to it.
1: Orange will go over. They're going to build him an MJF.
0: They, could, him this, him. could this be, you know, we're talking about the predictability of this of this card. Could this be maybe the match where they do give us a swerve, where Orange doesn't have to eat the pin here, but they nah. could do a title switch? No. Nah. No. Nah. He's going to win. Well, are you going to bet on it? If I can. Yeah. <laughs> hey, DraftKings, an official sponsor of AEW Wrestling, uh, All Elite Wrestling, man. I'm sure you can get something on it.
1: That's not where I bet, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure someone else is going to have lines on it there, right?
1: Well, somebody will have something on it. So
0: uh, We'll see. I'll find it. <laughs> uh, we got Alex Marvez in the back trying to get a word, uh, get the scoop as they say in the headline here from Will Ospreay Uh, before we really get to anything, Don Callis interrupts the interview, introduces himself and he says, you know, as they're getting ready to go to Canada, that Don is, he's kind of a big deal, big deal Don up there in Canada. And whenever he goes up there, he, he gets his own military grade security and he's going to offer that up uh, for protection, anything that, that needs to be done there to, to Will Ospreay and, you know, he replies. He thinks, you know, something's up. You know, what do you want from this? He asks him. Kalish just says, hey, man, he just wants a fair fight. And he wishes him good luck and encourages him to go get that one, two, three.
1: Osprey didn't wrestle on this show, right?
0: Uh, No. This was the only sighting from him.
1: Why the fuck is he there?
0: <laughs> He's in fucking England. Uh, uh, no, nah, he's he's in town, man. You got to get the, get the big event coming up.
1: Why is he in Chicago?
0: He wanted. Is, to, he what wa- is he doing? Uh, he didn't want to miss the concession stand brawl. <laughs> he wanted to be in the building for it. We just, tell and his grandkids to like- that he was there for the concession stand brawl in Chicago. And they want to make this guy a big deal,
1: but like, hey, let's get him getting into the Uber quick. Like, what was he doing? Why was he there? Why is well, he in it the building? makes
0: sense that he's in the country. they got a big look, event coming up If
1: he's in the building and something like that, you got to present it in a way of, like,
0: either you're putting him out there,
1: right, and you're putting him in front of the crowd t- to get that live reaction, or you're putting him in a position. Once again, you're putting him in a position that makes him look fucking stupid. Like, what's he showing up there for? Put him in a sit-down position with JR. Well, obviously, if Jr. is not there, you're using Marbez, right?
0: I was going to you know, say, JR unavailable right now. As he took right, that, but, that like, pretty wicked fall last weekend.
1: Yeah, you understand what I'm saying though, right? You go and you put him in a sit-down scenario and you ask the same 10, you know, 15-second, 30-second questions that can get across and then be like, oh, more of this on YouTube or more of this on that if you need to cut it up and just show an excerpt. But, dude, put him in a position that makes him look like a fucking star. Don't put him in a position where it just makes him look like some British dude getting out of a fucking goddamn Uber, bro. Nobody knows who this guy is. Like, is he one of the new kids on the block? Like, what is this?
0: Like, am I right? He, he's the, uh, the he is the uh, the sixth beetle. Am I right? Though, like
1: what the fuck is he doing
0: there? Uh, again, you know just a, another miss, swinging a miss, you have an opportunity. Uh, shave some time. maybe you don't have one of you know cut one or two run-ins and you take time to put a nice little package together to you know put a spotlight on one of your co-main events. That, that we got, right?
1: not like he just showed up for the catering and they were like, "Hey, Briz, we don't got nothing for you. We'll get you on your way out." Okay. Does that sound like a star? Did he look like a star? Like was he presented like a star?
0: Yeah, I mean, it just a little in my mind because you know I just know a little bit about him and all that. I mean, he, he does have those qualities, but you're not. But you know that what you on. know.
1: You got to think of. You can't think of like yeah. You know what you, you know from being a fan. It's gonna be the first time turning you, you the television
0: you play, on. Absolutely. You know, you act like nobody has any idea what you're talking about or anything about him.
1: Why would anybody care? Why should anybody care? What does any of that mean?
0: Right. Uh, well, well, he's going to have military grade security, buddy.
1: Once again, like you got access to this guy's library too. So you're not putting like some 32nd, will Ospreay sizzle reel of like boom boom, 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 boom. And then Marva is catching him going into the Uber. Right, like this is who this guy is. It's like you're telling me, like the dude ain't fucking, dude ain't sh- fucking, uh, I don't even know Kim Kardashian, right, or whoever's over right now. Like, right, you got to tell them why they're there, who they are, what they're doing. Why am I spending my time and my my interest on this? Like, what am I doing here?
0: Absolutely. Uh, we. we- we, we do have one more match here on the, before we get to the, the closing segment on the show. Um, we have all the ladies Statlander, the TBS yes. champion. Uh, she's got the title here up against, uh, Taya Valkyrie Valkyrie, who, you know, was the one that was, that became the 60th victim to Jade championship match, uh, back at the, the pay-per-view. So in Ty felt, uh, she's still slighted here. You know, the, it's that Statlander slid in and stole the glory after the, the tie did all the damage to Jade. So she, you know, where she had been kind of babying it up. We, we see her hit, hit the switch, healing it up here.
1: I'm a Ty fan. She's I'm a old, big
0: fan. She's uh, a, yeah. And, John, uh, Johnny, Johnny boy is a lucky boy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is right. That guy can move. Uh <laughs> Did he, uh, he hit the jackpot, but she's, uh, dude, she can work, man, and uh, that's the type of person you got to put Statlander with right now, you know, to uh, get her up on par and make her, put her in the best light. I mean, she's got to be the best worker available that Serena's, you know, on the shelf, right? So that's who she, she should be having a long-term program with, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but yeah, good match, especially for the chicks matches with that belt. Right, like they were all squashes there for, green squashes there for a while. So it was actually a real wrestling match. That was it was nice. They they main evented, which was crazy, and uh, I thought they delivered. They did well. You know.
0: Yeah, you know, watching that match, I I did enjoy it, but just with her history, going out there and pushing herself, and I guess you got to test your limits there. But with Statlander, I just yeah. I'm always waiting for that injury. Yeah. Right. You know, it's some of the way there's spots that she's hitting there and watching those legs, man. You you just i on the edge.
1: Yeah, better this than uh, Nyla Rose, right? Like, you know, at least you're in there with somebody that knows how to protect you and themselves. Dude, uh, yeah, but anything that's impacted the knees, I think, is just stupid. So, yeah, but I'm old and – in pain, she's well, I, there, I would yeah. say you
0: know, a, a nice a nice win here for uh for Statlander, yeah. you know, to to you know, keep that momentum going, showing that you yeah. know she, she's there at the top of, of that division. Uh, what we got going, uh, what's was there another women's segment inside of this? Oh, yeah, just a real quick, we had that Tony Storm and Willow Nightingale package.
1: I didn't even which, catch
0: that, which, uh, it was real quick, you know, Tony just talking about how she's out for herself, Willow. Saying you know she doesn't agree with the tactics of, of Tony Storm, but has to respect her passion. It, it actually the this package, you know, what we kind of what we've been alluding towards mentioning that they should have been doing with some of these other ones. It the way they set this up was probably the best way. It did more for this match than having those two do anything inside the arena.
1: Put people in positions to succeed, man. You know, don't don't put them in positions to fail. And
0: yeah, but very nice little pre-tape cut up where you know they're slicing up. Their, their thoughts on each other going back and forth, so it keeps you moving in between them. Uh, and again, playing, you know, lets them shine. So, a yeah. decent little package there uh, that that we had skipped over. Uh, we do close out the show. This is where we get Eddie Kingston's going to make his announcement. Coming up next. So Kingston is out there in in the ring, get uh, a little bit of that pop. He you know, he's he's got to put on his t shirt, making you know. Crack a little joke at himself, you know, with the overweight, the, the gut hanging out there. So he gets dressed in in the ring. Really before we get going though, here comes Moxley. Uh and he and he's ready to confront him. See, so, you know, they ask him, Hey man, you know, I don't care about your beef with Claudio, you two can settle that. But now you've got yourself into to our real business. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well whoop whoop.
0: And, and then so yeah. at this point it then comes we've okay. got to, I was going to say, we, we got Ishii comes out now. Uh, and Again, an, an underwhelming announcement of who that who that partner is going to be. But even in, in the same sense, okay, and now he's the, the surprise fifth guy. You're hoping for this pop, but we immediately beat him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he immediately gets beat up. The fifth guy that's it's supposed to go to war with these guys against the Blackpool Combat Club. He gets beat up, all to set up, because now we've got the American Dragon demanding. Someone's going to get hurt unless Okada gets his ass out here and you hear the chains drop. The coins drop. Here comes Okada. I, I got to tell you, just I, I've been there in the arena with Okada. He has that energy, that vibe about him. You know, I, I got those chills just remembering how that felt. But does that speak to a general audience that, that has no clue? We haven't seen really anything about him, a couple of vignettes, but that, that shows you why. He is the rainmaker. He one won, you know, the best of his generation, the best in the world. They have not. They have not projected that. Dude, yeah. Uh,
1: you got to let people know why you got to care, right? Like you can't just throw this guy on there and expect everybody to know who they are once again. And if you're, you don't know who this is, you're stupid. It's like, you got to yeah. assume this might be somebody's first time they're turning this show on. Explain what's going on, you know? Give them, paint them a very clear picture.
0: They never do. <laughs> they imagine just, like, flipping by, and you're just like, man, there's a lot of, lot of yeah. Asian guys on this show.
1: <laughs> dude, how are you not showing that dude's dropkick? Like, it, it, that's all you got to do? Show show that dude dropkick five times. Like, bang, 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 uh, you know? Some of his highlights from his Omega stuff.
0: They, they should just rename Forbidden Door. Uh, I like this one here from uh, Darkside Caster. Dave Meltzer. Meltzer's Wet Dream. That, that's the new name of the show coming this Sunday. How many five stars are we getting that night? Oh, oh You know what? Hey, we're wrapping it up here. Hey, give us, give us a, in the in the chat there. Right now. Some guesses. Right now, we've got ten announced matches for for this main card here. And we still got. It, it, we still don't have the likes of a, of a punk on this thing, an FTR. We still got, as I said, Friday. We got Rampage. We got Collision. They could add some more. Right now, out of the out of the ten, how many five star matches are we going to get on this thing? You know, well, you or more because you know, you know that Danielson, it Okada, and then um, uh, Omega, Omega, and Osprey, or they they're gonna th- those guys. They might break the scale.
1: I mean, you got to think every match is going to be better than anything Macho Man Randy Savage ever fucking did. Uh, everything's
0: I like getting better Elizabeth than Kurt Angle
1: ever fucking did. Kurt Angle never got a five-star match, right? So at least 50%
0: that... will hit five stars. I, 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 I would go with the halfway mark. I think that. And I, I, I think there's can't... two main events. They might get eight or nine stars.
1: I can't believe Kurt Angle has never gotten a five-star match. That, like, really blew my mind and got me, like, to the point where I really can't respect anything that guy says now about five stars. If you never gave that dude a five star match, but you're telling me these guys are better than Kurt Angle,
0: oh, better. Yeah, so Check I, him. I, I'm actually thinking I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with that. Half of the card will get five stars.
1: Yeah, dude, what's going under four stars? Right, like everything's got all the Meltzer's faves in it. Right, it's gonna appeal to that guy more than anybody.
0: It's On- it is his wet dream. It's
1: very accurate.
0: On on the on the main show here, the the girls will probably get like three and a quarter, three and a half. Will uh, they? But i oh, you know what? CM Punk is on this card. What's the girl match? Uh, Tony Storm and Willow Nightingale. Man, you are really having a hard time retaining that. I just told you about that. I don't care. You didn't <laughs> <laughs> pay attention to the vignette. I just explained it to you like two minutes I ago, and you're like, "What?" I
1: completely missed the vignette. <laughs> You told me about it, but then I didn't even realize it. I was figuring it like a rampage, whatever. Fuck, who cares? Nobody cares.
0: Nobody cares about Willow Nightingale, bro. Willow Nightingale. Oh, Jesus, what is that? What, what's, what is the highest star rated match ever here, guys? I, I think if it's eight, I think we've seen seven star matches. I don't think we've seen yeah, eight, eight stars. Is, is that the highest ever?
1: Which one's the highest ever?
0: Well, I think seven's the highest ever right <laughs> now. But I, 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 I I'm going to say we are going to uh whatever. we're we're going to get yeah, the scale an eight gonna star break. match
1: the scale is going to break with the okada and the Bryan match whatever the highest is that's not, it's going to break it that'll be like how, how many no. barks
0: was that uh <laughs> 10 barks 10 barks we're going to a 10 bark match ten, 10 star bark salute at at the wet dream the uh yeah, the, the wet door the wet
1: dream. yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything uh, uh, that you and I ever watched growing up sucked. This is gonna
0: be better than everything we've ever seen in RVB. Yes. That that wasn't even wrestling, brother. Th- this I love is, that that's always the message too. That wasn't even wrestling. Oh uh, part. Well, uh we got we got through dynamite here. Still to go. We have got rampage, we have got collision, we've got forbidden door. I know we're gonna have all the all of that covered. Uh, throughout the weekend here at HMG. Uh brother, thanks for joining. Anything, anything you want to touch on before we get the hell out of here. <laughs> Little shout out to the dogs of war Hameen out there. Uh he's at a cannabis fest today. Out there growing growing his brand. Uh but again thanks for joining me here, bud. Uh you gotta unmute anything, anything before you get out of here. Anything you want to put over? What do you got going on? All right. Part, he's he's, he's going to just chill out there in the Florida heat. He is getting ready for that big Willow Nightingale. Know, <laughs> Here you go.
1: In typical dynamite fashion, it's ending with a run-in. We got a run-in.
0: There we, we gotta, go.
1: We got a run We got a run-in.
0: A puffy run-in and still beat Timmy Baltimore to the run-in. Still all right Tommy like, hey make sure you stick with us uh, across the board everybody throughout the weekend we're gonna have all that coverage uh, the boys from down under be bringing the, the rampage show the collision show Ben and I will be back at it Monday morning in, in the locker room you never know who's gonna show up I'm sure we're gonna be uh, talking about all those Chinese kung Fu fighters that are joining us from the Far East uh, after Forbidden Door. Hey, make sure also this week that you guys, uh, this weekend, throughout the weekend and every day, stop in over on Facebook, uh, the, the live discussion, the Hameen Media Group. Awesome chat over there. The, the latest scoops from our boy, Frito Scoops, William Al- Alicia Hey, also on Twitter, pick up all those great clips that, that Kaz and L put out there at the Hameen Media Group. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's a Thirsty Thursday. I have been eating today, so I gotta go get me some uh, some hashtag RBV eats out. Hey, okay, so we will see you guys on the other side. Thanks a lot, guys.